No, you can just stop. Stop it. Quit. Do not worry. Yes, I know I know it's late, but it's it it is going to happen. The VU is going to happen. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from now until election day and beyond until somebody is declared, man, it's going to be a mess. It is <laughs> unbelievable. Anyway, until somebody is declared the winner. And who knows, beyond that, Monday, Wednesday, who knows, beyond that as well. Oh, it may be midnight. It may be midnight. But it's, it's, it, it will happen. It's 6.57 p.m. on Friday. And uh, yeah, a little late coming out. But when you hear that sermon on Sunday... You'll be thinking to yourself, I'm glad that VU was a little late coming out. All right, folks, uh, Woody Cumbie here, your host for The Voice of One, The VU. This is VU 24 for Friday, October 16, the year of our Lord, 2020. And it's the envied blend of coffee, current events, faith, and FSU football all in about 20 minutes. Hey, <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Good to have you on board. You're Atlanta Braves. That's right. We're one game away from the World Series, leading three games to one over the dreaded L.A. Dodgers. Yep, knocked out their, their number one pitcher. It's supposed to be a throwaway game, right? It's just going to even the Series 2-2, just a throwaway. They've got their ace Pitcher on the mound, right? Uh, all kinds of post-game appearances, and you know, he, unstoppable. The Braves just throw out a sacrificial lamb. There's a rookie pitcher. It's like you just forget about it. It's not going to happen. And what happens? The Braves' offense, ladies and gentlemen, boom, 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 boom. Yep, they ran their all-star pitcher out of the game, and our rookie pitcher. I mean, just a storybook, at least through six innings. So. Anyway, your Braves, your Braves win yet again and lead four games, excuse me, three games to one. If they win tonight in the best of seven, that'll be four, and they will be on to the World Series. All right. Uh, folks, we have a fi Friday feature. That's right, but we're going to change lanes, right? A change lanes today. It's not a coffee, a brief momentary detour no, 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 we're not abandoning coffee. We're just, we're going to change lanes for today. We're moving ourselves for the Friday feature. We're going to move over to popcorn. <laughs> it's true. We're moving over to popcorn, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, you're going to need a lot of popcorn. You know, I'm telling you, just go, go ahead and get yourself some popcorn for what's going to transpire in these next three weeks. And then the week's... Uh, probably after election day. So, uh, yeah. But I've got, hey, uh, here's the deal. Um, I have, uh, as the Friday feature, the Seminoles mix popcorn. That's right. It's a garnet and gold uh, mix, right? looks garnet, like there's like garnet popcorn in there, and there's like a gold-colored, caramel-colored popcorn in there. And uh, it's, it's called the Seminoles Mix. Now, here, here's the story. So there was the last week, there was the disastrous outing with Florida State at uh, Notre Dame. Uh, disastrous for Florida State. 
actually a little bit more competitive than I thought it would be. But anyway, so one of the beat writers for the FSU uh, program uh, got to the press box uh, there at Notre Dame Stadium, and there normally would be, under normal conditions, non-COVID conditions, for those, those guys in the press box and then ladies in the press box, they would have a buffet. They would have all this, I mean, you know, uh, to uh, really make those folks happy. Well, it's COVID. It's COVID. So they have them seated so far apart. Only so many press are allowed in. And every uh, station in the press box has its own. They, they went ahead and stocked it. It's like, you don't have to go anywhere. Here's your... And so this particular beat writer for uh, FSU, took a photo of it and tweeted out, put, took a photo of what Notre Dame had put at his station in the press box. So there was like a box lunch, there was hand sanitizer, obviously there's the rosters, there's, uh, you know, two or three other things. And then there was a bag of popcorn called the Seminoles Mix. And it had, uh, it had you know, Florida State at Notre Dame, and the date of the game, and it said Seminoles mix, and this and that, and uh, it just went viral. It was like at Florida, Florida State, people were like, "Wait, hold it, hold it now. What about that popcorn?" They were asking, "What's the flavor? What is da this and that?" So the beat writer begins to ask around. He gets the address and, and at least how you can email the people uh, to find out more about the Seminoles mix. So it turns out the Seminoles mix was put together by an outfit called the Savory Colonel. The Savory Colonel. It's a popcorn shop in Mishawaka, Indiana. And uh, so anyway, the good folks there at the Savory Colonel, as it turns out, create these like uh, team color mix popcorn bags uh, for uh, whatever uh, visiting team comes to Notre Dame Stadium. It's kind of a PR thing, right? They hand it out to their VIPs and the and the press from that team and all this kind of, it's just kind of a little fun gesture uh, for Notre Dame. Notre Dame gets it from this place called the Savory Colonel. So anyway, they he put the, he put the uh, email address. I emailed the people and uh, ended up having a conversation with David up there, the uh, proprietor of the, uh, the Savory Colonel in Mishawaka. Uh, and I'm looking right now at three, one, two, three bags. They come in three or four or five, I can't, several different uh, sizes. This is kind of like the medium bag. And um, anyway, it looks really good. I'm going to give a couple away to some of those fans that I know uh, here in town to drum up some business for Savory Colonel. Nice people there, easy to do business with. Uh, uh, place my order. They created this uh, mix, custom mix. It's not on their website. Yep, it was a custom mix. They were happy to do it. They said they'd taken 18 orders so far from uh, uh, Seminoles folks that had called <laughs> or got in touch with the Savory Colonel. So uh, uh, that sports writer, his, uh, his little photo did him a good job. So anyway, uh, I ordered it yesterday, came today, boom, right away. Uh, they fresh popped and sent it to me. So um, that's my Friday feature, the Seminoles Mix Popcorn uh, from the Savory Colonel. Now, look, if you go to the sa thesavorycolonel.com, uh, they have all kind of different, uh, on their website, the stock uh, flavors that they create. Uh, pretty nice mix. So, anyway, you might want to go there and check them out. Tell them that uh, Woody and Carmel uh, sent you, and uh, that will get me 
nothing. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, um, speaking of snacks, now here, here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a bakery in uh, Pennsylvania, just outside of uh, Philadelphia, uh, and, and they make, uh, this is called Lochelle's Bakery, and uh, they conduct a cookie poll uh, each, uh, every four years for the presidential election, and uh, they create, and it's got the pictures here, they've got like, uh, they both look essentially the same, it looks like kind of like, uh, you know, kind of a sugar cookie, and then um, one has like blue sprinkles all over it, but it's also got the words Biden 2020, and the other has, of course, red sprinkles all over it and has Trump 2020. And according to the uh, owner, first of all, uh, they're just selling for all they're worth. Um, it's a family-owned bakery, uh, and it's in a, a little town called Hatboro. And they they say they just can't they can't keep them. That uh, the people are in there just buying these cookies. Now you think about it. Who wants a cookie that says Biden twenty twenty or Trump twenty twenty? But anyway, she says people quote people are going crazy for them. End quote said bakery owner Kathleen Lochelle. Um, she says they uh, by noon they'll be sold out. They, they'll have to you know re re uh, up for the next day. Uh, she's now limited. You can if you if you're a walk in you can only get six cookies. And if you have an advance order, the minimum is 100, all right? Because that's why they're trying to control their business, and they're just selling them for all they're worth. So anyway, according to her, uh, the <laughs> whichever cookie uh, sells more. Now, remember now, this is in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania near Philadelphia. Whichever cookie uh, sells more. Uh, has accurately predicted the outcome of the presidential election for the last three times. All right? <laughs> All right, so uh, how's it going right now? Well, she said, now this was as of, uh, this, was as of uh, this morning at 10 o'clock. As of this morning at 10 o'clock, Trump leads three to one. <laughs> All right, folks, there you have it. The cookie poll from Low Shells. Uh, in Hatboro, Pennsylvania, Trump leading three to one in the flawless cookie poll. <laughs> Good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. All right. No, no, no. I have not called them. I've not ordered it. I'm sticking with some of those mixed popcorn. Uh, although, I will say this. I, I actually sent this link about the cookie, about the uh, baker, bakery to David at the Savory Colonel and ask him, you know, hey, just as a tip, it's like, hey, I wonder if this would work for popcorn. Anyway, if he makes millions, uh, it'll get me nothing. All right. So, hey, folks, today uh, it's the numbers episode. Numbers episode. Three, three episode, uh, three segments. Three segments. Here are the three segments: two, one, and twelve. That's right. It's the. <laughs> it's an all numbers segment. Here they are, 2, 1, and 12. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the numbers episode of VU. That's right, we have three segments, 2, 1, and 12. So here's the first segment. It's the number 2. Now, last night, uh, there were one, two competing 
presidential uh, town halls on television. Now, you might recall that last night was supposed to be the night of the second presidential debate, but that one got canceled. Um, And and so ABC reached out to Joe Biden, said, hey, look, you were going to be someplace anyway on on, uh, that night, Thursday night. And so why don't you come over? We'll host a town hall uh, and uh, on ABC. So he agreed to that a little uh, time ago. Um, and so meanwhile, well, well, for, first, by the way, by the way. Uh, now, did you see the, the guy that was the Homer? The, they're supposed to be the moderator of the second presidential debate, the Homer for Joe Biden. Uh, right had actually worked for him, and anyway, he was supposed he was supposed to be the moderator on C-SPAN. So he was a C-SPAN guy, and he was the, the going to be the mo- anyway. Did you see that he got fired? Well, suspended uh, because he um, well because he's a liar. That's why. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he tweeted out, and he tweeted out some stuff that he says his tweet was hacked, and then it, but his Twitter, Twitter was not hacked. And anyway, that's a different story. Well, anyway, so last night, ABC, they're hosting this. Well, so NBC, uh, they reach out to Donald J. Trump and said, "Would you like to come? We'll host a town hall, uh, and we'll host it in Miami. And why don't you come down here? We'll host a town hall directly in competition." Right, same time, different channel. Right, NBC says will, and so Trump said, "Oh, sure, sure, we'll do it." Well, the left just melts down. I mean, just I mean, the Hollywood weighed in. Everybody, it's like because it's like, how could you do this, NBC? Because they know, of course, that Trump is going to just absolutely usurp the audience. Right, there's going to be nobody left watching Biden. Right. Now, I haven't actually seen the numbers, but I, I anyway, so they, they had these two competing. And, and by the way, the, the, um, uh, the setting for the Trump town hall was, was great. I mean, it was like it was in Miami. It was right on the intercoastal. You could see the intercoastal bridge. There was the water. There was the palm trees. They were under something. But anyway, it was a great setting. And uh, and then uh, uh, ABC, Stephanopoulos, uh, Biden, they were in like some stuffy uh, uh, theater or something. Anyway, uh, but here's what was strange. that The woman that uh, Sally, uh, uh, anyway, whatever her name was, that was the moderator for uh, NBC. Uh, oh, my, uh, man, unbelievable. It's like it's supposed to be a town hall, right? The whole point is that you've got regular citizens there that want to ask questions. Well, guess what? Last night, the moderator, this is the Trump uh, town hall, the moderator asked 43 questions. How many do you think the people in the audience got to ask? 10. 43 to 10. I was listening to somebody today. They were talking about how literally we're to the point now where people on both sides, the Biden side and the Trump side, the left and the right, are beginning to kind of rise up and say, these moderators, they're in the way. They, they, they're, they're making themselves the star of the show. They're not the stars of the show. Ask a question and get out of the way. Quit interrupting. Quit, quit asking stupid little gotcha questions. Let's get to the big issues. Let the candidates tell the audience and tell the nation, here's where we are. This is what we... St-. Anyway, both sides are frustrated. 
<sighs> well, anyway, over on the Joe Biden side, um, of course, there was uh, a more emphasis on social issues. And uh, wow, you talk about a bizarre moment, a bizarre moment is uh, he's asked about um, by an uh, uh, um, uh, audience member about uh, how he's going to pr- protect uh, people of transgender. But I want you to listen to this lady and, and what she describes the circumstances being. I want you to listen closely to what Joe Biden says back, okay? And it's going to take a couple minutes. Uh, here's the audio. I want you to listen to it carefully, all right? Here we go. I'm going to cue it up right now. Here we go. Comes from Mika Hack. She's from uh, State College, Pennsylvania. This is your first presidential election that you're voting. Yes. Hi, Mika. How are you? Um, I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm the proud mom of two girls, eight and ten. My youngest daughter is transgender. The Trump administration has attacked the rights of transgender people, banning them from military service. Um, weakening non-discrimination protections, and even removing the word transgender from some government websites. How will you, as president, reverse this dangerous and discriminatory agenda and ensure that the lives and rights of LGBTQ people are protected under US law? I will flat out just change the law, eliminate those executive orders, number one. You may recall, I'm the guy who said, uh, I was raised by a man who, uh, I remember I was being dropped off. My, my, my dad was a high school educated, well-read man who uh, was a really decent guy. And I was being dropped off to get, get an application in the center of our city, Wilmington, Delaware, the corporate capital of the world at the time. And these two men, I'm getting out to get a, an application to be a lifeguard in the African-American community because there was a big swimming pool complex. And, uh, and these two men, well-dressed, leaned up and hugged one another and kissed one another. And I'm getting out of the car at the light, and I turn to my dad. My dad looked at me and said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. The idea that an 8-year-old child or a 10-year-old child decides, you know, I decided I want to be transgender. That's what I think I'd like to be. It may make my life a lot easier. There should be zero discrimination. And what's happening is too many transgender women of color are being murdered. They're being murdered. I mean, I think it's up to now 17. Don't hold me to that number, but it's it's it's, incre- it's, it's higher now. Yeah. And that's just this year. And so I promise you, there is no reason to suggest that there should be any right denied your daughter or daughters, whichever one or two, one, one yeah. your daughter, that your other daughter has a right to be and do. None, zero. And by the way. My son, Bo, passed away, was the attorney general of the state of Delaware. He was the guy who got the first transgender law passed in the state of Delaware. And uh, because of a young man who became a woman uh, who uh, worked for him in the attorney general's office. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is unbelievable and sad. I mean, here you have a woman, a parent, a mother. That, that is going to say that an eight-year-old has decided to become transgender and she's going to stand up on public television and say this and embrace it as though that's the fact? 
an eight-year-old. I mean, an eight-year-old can't stay home by themselves. They can't cook a meal by themselves. They can't get themselves anywhere, to school or anywhere else. They're going to make a decision, a life-altering decision to be a transgender at eight years old, and the mom is going to pat them on the back and say, oh, yes, honey, you're a transgender. That is just how crazy and demented the left really is. Brainwashed. Of course she's from a college town. Of course she is. Unbelievable. Now, not only that, did you hear what he had to say? Now, when you think about his age, he's 77, about to be 78 years old. He's talking about when he's a teenager, going to be a lifeguard. So let's get, let's do the math back. That would take him back. That would be about, I don't know, let's say he's 16, 17, I don't know, maybe 1959, 60, something like that. And he's telling us that on the street corner in 1959 in Wilmington, Delaware, there are two men kissing each other. Come on now. And you're telling me that good old progressive Joe at 16, he's so progressive that he's going in to get an application to be a lifeguard at an African-American pool. Come on now. I mean, if anybody, I don't know, maybe it is true, but I, I, I let, let's just put it this way. At the moment, uh, I, I, no, I think the same thing about it you think. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Oh, my gosh. But here's the worst part of it all, is that Joe Biden at 77, a presidential candidate, 13 days away from maybe holding the highest office in the world, doesn't have what it takes to say back to this mother, no, ma'am, and eight, your eight-year-old daughter can't make that decision. Hang on. Wait. If you're going to tell a parent story, tell your parent story about Bo or Hunter or something, right? And about raising kids and about how sometimes you just have to wait. You just have to wait. Anyway, I just, just, but I, that's what you're going to get if you elect Joe Biden as your president. Sick. Uh, well, hey, we're at 22 minutes, uh, 23 minutes, so I, I'm out. I'm done. I, I, I don't have time for my, my one. I had another segment called One, about a one big mistake that was made. Oh, my gosh, it was a big mistake. Anyway, don't have time to talk about it. Nor do I have time to talk about the 12, the 12-step program being offered at the University of Minnesota that can help you work through a 12-step program like AA that'll help you work through with a support group and, and get beyond being white, being white. Uh, don't have time to talk about that. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, folks. Hey, listen, uh, have a great 18th day uh, until the re-election of Donald J. Trump. And, uh, and then I'll see you back on, on Monday. Uh, oh, no, no, no. He is going to be reelected. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys.